Hello and welcome to Corbett's Comments. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett and I invite you to come along with me as I share biblical exposition and commentary. I truly believe that God's Word is one of our greatest helps as we live for Him in the world today. And so like the psalmist, let us agree to hide His Word in our hearts that we may not sin against Him. Hello, I'm Otis Corbett, and today I want to share a word about the good life as I comment on the 40th Psalm. Let's begin by reading verses 1 through 5. I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord my God, are thy wonderful works which thou hast done and thy thoughts which are to usward. They cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. There's an old saying that life begins at 40. Now, that may have been created by old people. I don't know. Probably was. But there's some logic to it. Because by the time most people are 40 years old, they've been established in their careers. They've probably uh, bought a home and uh, they've got their finances usually in order. Their children are about to leave home and move off. And, and so a lot of people look at age 40 as a a golden time of their life. The 40s and 50s are times usually when people enjoy themselves a lot. They put their effort in to get their lives established, and now they're going to have a time to play. So as we look at Psalm 40, we can see a parallel between life beginning in 40, at 40, and Psalm 40, because Psalm 40 tells us what that good life really is all about. Because in human terms, we may think that the good life is money, cars, possessions, a home out in the country, uh, travel, leisure, excitement, pampered living, or maybe it is power, prestige, fame. But Psalm 40 says that the good life is founded and found in a relationship with Almighty God. So let's see this today as we study His Word, as we see that life begins with Psalm 40, or the good life is described with Psalm 40. The first thing we see about the good life is that it is a saved life. Now, this writer was in a difficult condition. He was mired in a muddy bog. He was sunk down in muck. He was in a pit. He may have been in a well or a dungeon or a grave. It really doesn't matter. But whatever it was, it was horrible. Imagine someone with claustrophobia that was stuck in a well or, or even in a pit or a tomb. How terrible that would be. Or someone who has a phobia of dirt or is afraid of the things that go creepy crawly around in a place like that. It was a terrible thing. But at the same time, we have to see his attitude. His attitude was waiting upon the Lord. You know, there's a, 
a, a thought about quicksand, and that is the more you fight in the quicksand, uh, the more you sink. And in fact, if you talk to a lifeguard, they would ask you uh, if you were being rescued not to try to help the lifeguard, not to try to fight. In fact, what the lifeguard wants you to do is to give up and let the lifeguard rescue you. And this was the attitude that the psalmist had. The good life was something in which he was waiting upon the Lord for his salvation. See, the good life is the saved life because he knew he could not do this himself. And he knew that he needed help from outside his own strength. So he could have this attitude because he knew his God. He knew his God heard his cries. He knew his God listened to his cries and he could trust his God to lift him up out of his pit of despair. Many times when we're witnessing with people, we can describe sin as a pit. And, and as we keep uh, sinning, we keep digging that pit and we keep digging that pit. And of course, when you're in a hole in the ground or in a hole in your life, the first thing you need to do is stop digging and wait to be saved because you can't save yourself. And this is what the psalmist did. He waited upon the Lord because his Lord was going to save him. And his life was a saved life. The good life is a saved life. We need to be saved from ourselves so that we can enjoy the abundant life we can find in Jesus Christ our Lord. But not only is the good life a saved life, it's also a secure life. Security is a very important part of our lives. It's the base level of uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And we must make sure that we are careful to secure ourselves. That's why when you're working on a heavy piece of equipment or if you're climbing a mountain, you have to have three points of contact. You need to have your feet or, or hand grabbing that piece of equipment or grabbing onto the mountain or to the rope or uh, two hands and one, one foot. But regardless, you have to have a secure base. Likewise, in military terms, a secure base is an essential part of military strategy. You have to be secure before you can go out and accomplish a mission. And the only way that we have security is through God. Because as the psalmist tells us, he establishes us. He puts us on a solid foundation. He fixes us up. He forms us. And he sets us up for success. He establishes us on a firm basis. And he gives us confidence because we have that firm basis. Without some measure of confidence, we can't act. Very often when uh, economies sink into recession, one of the problems with the economy is that the people who have the money, the consumers and the investors, are afraid to spend the money because they are afraid that the recession is going to get worse. They're hoping to hold on to something to keep them safe. They have to have confidence in the economy to spend that cash and then boost that economy even further. 
In the same way, uh, a parachutist has to be confident in their parachute. I remember very clearly uh, during jump week, the, uh, well, the end of tower week, second week in jump school in the United States Army back when I was in uh, class 3779, uh, the instructor at the last thing he told us on tower week, before we would go to jump week the next week, he said, the parachute will open. You have to have confidence in that parachute to exit an aircraft while in flight. Well, sometimes parachutes don't open. That's why you have a reserve chute. But with God, we can have confidence. See, our God saves us, and the good life is a saved life. It's also a secure life, one in which we have secure footing. But also, according to verse 3, the good life is a satisfied life. A satisfied life. It's disconcerting to feel unsatisfied. I remember very clearly my mother, who was a good cook and would cook good uh, southern home cooking when we were uh, when I was a child. She would make us a beautiful meal of, of maybe fried chicken and mashed potatoes and, and some vegetables, and, and she would serve it to us. But then she would say, I'm just not satisfied. And then she'd get up and get a piece of white bread, and we used to call it light bread to <laughs> contrast it with cornbread. And she'd put an old piece of bologna on there, that kind of bologna that comes with the red rubber or the red ring around it. And you'd tear the ring off. And then she'd put some Tabasco sauce on that, and she'd fold it in half, and she'd have a half sandwich of bologna and white bread and Tabasco sauce, and that's what satisfied her. She wasn't satisfied with the good food, uh, well, that we thought was good food. She was satisfied in the food that satisfied her. And you see, when we are satisfied, it is great. We feel good. We bubble over with joy. Feeling wells up within us. And this is what happens when we are in the good life with God. We are satisfied. And in fact, what we see here is the psalmist was so satisfied with God that he just burst out in song. God gave him a new song and he enjoyed singing it and praising to his God because these are the results of the satisfied life. We revere God and we reverence him with a holy respect. We trust him. We become attached to him. We have confidence and feel safe in him. And so we are satisfied. And of course, the question goes, I'm satisfied with God, but is God satisfied with me? And that's why we see in verse four that the good life is a surrendered life. Good things take commitment. Marriage and family relationships, uh, going and getting a degree in college or even an advanced degree, uh, seeking out to be an, uh, an athlete such that wins a championship or a gold medal at the Olympics. To be a golf or tennis professional, what you have to do is play all day, every day. You have to be committed to it. Now, how do we know that the psalmist was committed to God? Well, verses 8 through 10 tell us. He says, 
I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yea, thy law is within my heart. I have preached righteousness in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. I have not hid my righteousness within my heart. I have declared my faithfulness and thy salvation. I have not concealed thy loving kindness and thy truth from the great congregation. So who's blessed here? Well, uh, this man, this psalmist, who has become a valiant, strong warrior, who also is one who shares the good news of his relationship with God. And also who's blessed here is the God who establishes him, the God who is praised by him. And so what we see here is someone who doesn't let the world's distraction The things of the world distract him from someone and something that is extremely important. And that someone is God and that thing is the psalmist relationship to the God of the universe. I've had uh, the privilege in the past of serving as a chaplain for explosive ordnance disposal units, EOD units. And when an EOD tech is out there rendering a device safe. You know what they do? They focus on that device. They don't think about anything else. They don't get distracted by anything else. In fact, uh, there are some, uh, there's a theory or an idea that uh, it is distracting for an EOD tech to actually speak to someone by microphone about what he's doing. So very often they don't even have any kind of communication or, or, or any try to, to describe what's going on. They want to focus on their task. And that's what this man did. This psalmist did. He focused on his task of serving God because he was someone who is surrendered totally to our Lord. So the good life, it may not begin at 40 years of age, but what it is found in is Psalm 40. It's found right here in a right relationship with God. It's a saved life. It's a secure life. It's a satisfied life. It's a surrendered life. If you want the good life, you must surrender to the God who can give it to you in the same way that this psalmist did. And I hope you will today. Thanks for listening. I'll be back soon to comment on more scripture that we can consider together to help us in our everyday lives. Every blessing. I'm Dr. Otis Corbett.